damn that Facebook anyway. They suck. <laughs> anyway, yeah, go ahead. Uh, May 4th. Hey, welcome to Trucking After Hours. It's the week of May 4th, 2000 plus 20. And we are here for another week of Trucking After Hours. This should be fun. <laughs> Yesterday morning, I had no clue what I just I was just a total brain fart on what to what to do a show on. Shoot. <laughs> Started throwing some show notes together last night and came up with some stuff that I thought was just fascinating, even though it has nothing to do with cars, trucks, or anything else. But uh, it does have to do with landing on the moon, so I, I guess that's cool. That is some trucking. We news. do have some cool stuff today. Yeah, there's some trucking stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, some good trucking stuff. Um. Only one shiny object, I think a, a decent this week in beer, so we should have some fun tonight. Yeah. Hey, Nikki. Nikki's joining us, I see. Um, let's just shoot right through. Oh, by the way, Buck Ballard I'll take here. a beer, Nikki. <laughs> Do you snap your fingers, too? Or? She there can't we go. hear me. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, Buck Ballard here. Don, the beer guy here. And, of course, manning all things Facebook. Castle Curator Chris. Oh, she hears us. She's just a little behind the the time because there is a time delay in this because it's Facebook. Let's jump right into some trucking stuff. I thought this was interesting. Um, all of the hoopla going on. We have C.H. Robbins. No. <laughs> I, I saw that. I, I, did, I, I, did, I missed something. Nikki said no. Nope. To his beer request. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me try this again. Okay, we have C.H. Robbins in the news. C.H. Robinsons, excuse me. They're in the news twice here, but uh, first off, their pay cuts. How about a uh, 7%? No, that wasn't 7 That was a bigger That was a bigger chunk. 50. How much? Uh, the, the president and CEO is getting a 50% pay cut. And rightfully so, because they're not making... Yeah. They've got to be hurting right now. Even if you're keeping 30 or 40 percent instead of the usual 8, 9, 10, 20, 25 percent, you're keeping 30 or 40 percent of a whole lot less money per mile. Yeah. I mean, that, that's got to hurt. And they shouldn't be keeping 30 or 40. They should be keeping 8 or 10, but it is what it is. Story number two right out of that was their layoffs. They've got some serious layoffs going on. What, 7 percent of their employees are gone? The furloughs, I believe yeah. it was. I'm waiting for it to, uh, yeah, 7%. And I think those will come back, unlike uh, we talked about uh, their biggest competitor who just fired a whole bunch of them that will probably never come back and can't go to work for anybody else because they signed a stupid non-compete. Yeah. I don't think uh, What was that? Yes, a 90-day a furlough. Now I've I've had to do a little bit of digging because I I have had two very stressful days. Uh, I've got an ad playing right now. <laughs> Lucky you. Um, well, it's it's an ad playing on the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, on um, Facebook? No, I oh I, in the email. My phone's almost dead, so I just forwarded my show notes, and I'm running a split screen going on. <laughs> And I open up that article and, oh, there's here's an ad that I can't skip. <laughs> Some of those things are just full of ads, yeah. What what are you in? Are you in the uh, CH one still? Yeah. I didn't know what a furlough was until all of a sudden I'm getting email after email from my company about, okay, 
effective immediately. These people are furloughed effective immediately. These people are furloughed. And there were a couple of layoffs way high up the, the food chain uh, above me. Doesn't, I always thought furlough and layoff were basically the same thing. Doesn't furlough allow you to keep your benefits? Furlough, yes. You do get to keep your benefits. Uh, a layoff is, frankly, no different than being fired. So, I mean, it, at least they went through that channel as opposed to we're letting you go. Uh, so it's, you know, hey, 90 days. Um, from what I've read, at least in Wisconsin, that constitutes as out of work due to COVID. So they're entitled to unemployment as well as the additional $600 when those start kicking in. Yeah. And the, the federal employees are the same way. They furloughed a bunch. So, uh, Hey, we can, we can use a whole lot less federal employees. <laughs> so that works out just fine, but no. So they've had a big chunk there. And then the third thing, um, and this was, what was the fleet layoffs that this out of? That was rather, or not layoffs, but this is Big Fleet C, uh, Commercial Carrier Journal. Executives at major fleets are taking some serious salary cuts. Now, obviously, salary is only a piece of their pay, and the rest would be bonuses. Bonuses, I'm sure, are gone this year, but Night Swift. What's a bonus? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen one of those since I left the livestock industry. Um, Night Swift, the. Chairman's taken a 20% reduction. Yes, yeah, so it only makes 800000 a year instead of a million or something. Uh, Warner, they're taking a... Uh, they're, do, they're cutting their pay so they can get that little check from the government. That's probably it. <laughs> we'll get our $600 a week. Yeah, Werner, Covenant. Um, some of these are some substantial, you know, 15 to 20%. I Werner. think I saw 25% uh, was the CEO of, of Warner. Uh, the executive chairman is taking a quarter of a million dollar pay cut for the rest of the year. Yeah. Everybody's got to do their part to stay in business. They do. And this is, unfortunately, it, it has to happen. And not that I want people to not earn their, their living, but I'd rather see it at the top than we're going to lay off half of our staff. Yeah. Well, and the catch with trucking is you lay off half your drivers and you're you're going to have hell getting any of them back. Exactly. So, yeah, it, it's that that's always the problem. Things fire up. Drivers are hard to come by. They find the better jobs. And I mean, let's face it. Yeah, I can hardly wait till Swift calls me so I can go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. There is nobody <laughs> leaving where I work. I, you know, it's just funny. We're all, I, you know, within the local, I don't know what the road guys are doing because I don't talk to them. I'm, I'm in a whole different infrastructure. But, you know, the guys with the local jobs and the toilet paper capital of the world, I think we're sitting okay. <laughs> yes. I think you guys are good. <laughs> in fact, the shift in just the shift in logistics to keep tissue going has been enough that if anything, my job has gotten crazier. We we are moving more trailers now than we ever have. So, oh, I'd believe it. Yeah, it it's nuts. Which Tru to me is ironic because you can't go anywhere in this country and buy more than one package of toilet paper at a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, here's the funny thing is, and you sit and psych this out. Why the rush on toilet paper? Well, let's be blunt. Why the rush on toilet paper? How many people are laid off or working at home when you add those two groups together? 40% of the country? Yeah. Okay. So how much of that toilet paper work did they used to do at work? <laughs> 
That's true. Boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I poop on company time. <laughs> yeah, and he makes a dollar because he's buying that sandpaper single ply to put in the restroom, and you're you're buying Charmin. Very true. <laughs> so there is part of why there really is a rush on toilet paper because consumer toilet paper is forty percent up. Plus, let's face it, everybody's eating junk. They might need a little oh, yeah. more. It's that comfort food, you know? <laughs> Speaking of comfort food, shiny object. This is the only shiny right. object on the schedule. And that was the story I just sent you uh, this afternoon. I heard about this and had to go looking it up. What do you do if you are in Oregon and you run a strip club and now you're on quarantine? You I, shut down. You shut down. Send everybody home. I think this was just some some uh, pretty good thinking as far as how do we stay in business? How do we keep uh, everybody making some money? We still have a kitchen. We still make yep. meals. We can get meals to go, but who's going to call the club to get a meal to go? We need something creative here. So what did they come up with? What did they call this thing? A drive-through stage. Drive, yeah, drive through stage. They just put up a gigantic tent in the parking lot. Yep. And you drive through and the scantily clad. Uh, would they now be classified as servers and not entertainers? Well, they're social distancing, so I guess you're kind of pushing the edge there. But uh, they're certainly in the entertainment category. And, and <laughs> they are being PC in the uh, progressive mind and that they are wearing I guess one of the ladies is wearing a gas mask and, you know, they are wearing face masks. So they're following protocol. By the yes, looks of them, are. though, they're that's the only PPE. PPE they're wearing. Face masks, they're pasties, wearing, and a G-string. <laughs> <laughs> that's not included in PPE, honey. Honey, I'm going to pick up burgers on the way home. <laughs> I'll be home on Tuesday. These are the worst burgers ever. And I looked at the credit card bill. It's 90 bucks. What the heck? <laughs> It's a hell of a tip. <laughs> but, you know, I, I mean, hats off to them for being creative and keeping people working. That's all I can say. It's, I, I just you know thought what? it was funny. Yeah. I mean, what's do you? is there really a box on the unemployment form for exotic dancer? <laughs> well, I, I guess there's. Well, no, yes. Isn't there a box that's, I will be oh, 60 there. this year, and I have never, ever filed for unemployment. Thank goodness for and, that. I had to do it for one winter, and it's it's not easy. It can't be. I'm it's older old. and I get the award. I've never done it either. <laughs> but anyway, I got to oh, go I back. I feel like a piece of crap. <laughs> I got a question. You bum. I got a question for you on this. We, yes. It says that they're having performances with throbbing music furnished by the DJ. But I want to know what they're using the long plastic grabbers that the people normally use for picking up litter. What are they using those for? To hand the food to the car. Right. No, 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 no. <laughs> prizes. To pick up the dollar bills, the $20 no, bills. No, they are handing out prizes. Oh, there we go. I, I have been to... I don't want to know. <laughs> to clubs, and I've, I've never received a prize. I've, I've received a, a lighter <laughs> wallet because beers are very pricey in strip clubs and that that's it <laughs> i talk, what do you give away for a prize at a strip club yeah really <laughs> things we don't want to know about a, a free pasty with every kid's meal <laughs> <laughs> 
that's why they call them Happy Meals. Oh, okay, man, I, probably, I got another tassel. They probably think it's a beanie for Barbie. Oh, man. Enough of that. Let's move, on, move on to more God. serious things. <laughs> the trucker protests. And, and it kind of irritates me to watch this on the news because what they are supposed to be protesting is the dirt cheap low rates right now. We have this thing called capacity, which is how many trucks there are. And mm -hmm. we have this thing called freight, which there isn't a whole lot of right now. So, of course, rates are in the toilet. Yeah. So there's two things going on. They're protesting, but every time they put a microphone in front of a trucker, he's complaining about conditions at shippers, conditions. At, he's complaining about other things other than rates. What they're protesting. First off, if you're going to complain about shippers, don't protest in Washington, D.C. Protest in front of those shippers and block them so nothing gets in and out. Yeah. Uh, just my thought, you need to make that shipper's life more difficult to continue being a jackass than to come up with some Locking ways. Up traffic on Constitution Avenue. Oh, exactly. And as far as rates go, do you really want the government getting involved in that? No. The government got involved in your hours of service. Look how that worked out. They're here to help. The government, <laughs> everything they get involved with makes your life more difficult. It's the spot market. It sucks yeah. right now, and it's going to suck, but this is how the free market works. Right. Single it, focus. It will come back. Yeah. Uh, but single focus and take your problem to where the, take your protest to where the problem exists. I'm listening to it, and it's, yes, there are a lot of truckers that are hurting, a lot of independents that are losing money just trying to scrape up next month's truck payment. And that's sad. A lot of these guys aren't going to make it. And I was reading today some of the, Smaller carriers, 20, 30, 40 trucks. Those are the meat and potatoes of trucking, those little companies, and they're dropping like flies. Yeah. There's no government money showing up to them. But when you run off of a 3 or 4% margin with a you know, $200,000 a month operation, what do you do? Right. Nobody saw this coming, and it just it hurts. But And it's easy to say we'll get through it because, you know what, we will. We will. There's a lot of unknowns. Yes. And, and we've said it before on the show and, and everybody has preached it. You need to have that emergency fund. Yeah. I'm almost 40 years old. That emergency fund is not as easy as any article you Google online. You know, I, I don't go to Starbucks. Therefore, I can't stop buying Starbucks every day and save $50 a week. No, I, I hear you there. I, we have a little one, but I would imagine a lot of these smaller trucking operations, there there is nothing left at the end of the month to put away for a rainy day or a rainy 30, 60, 90 days. Well, and sadly, I think a lot of the people who are out there now got into this in 2018, which was a fluke. It was an albatross. That year will not repeat itself. We might have a little touch of that in 2021. If you can suck it up and get through till August, September, October, We'll come out of this, but it's going to be a slow and gradual thing coming out of this. But we're going to come yeah. out of it because enough people have dropped out. But right. these trucks are still out there. They're on the market. When things pick up, guys buy trucks and get back into it. Exactly. You, you know, it is what it is, and I know it bites. Wow, focus your energy on where it matters. And probably the last thing, I, I mean, I get why you'd complain. They've closed down their restrooms to us. They've Yeah, you have a right to complain. Right. But on the other hand, pick the places you want to go to. 
and, and do something. I was looking today, just going through DAT, through Trucker's Edge, looking at loads. And I mean, last week to this week, yeah, freight rates have dropped. But, you know, there's still a lot of $2 a mile and higher freight out there. It's not huge. It's not long runs. But I, I found, what, 400-mile runs that were paying 900 bucks out of Green Bay on flatbed oh, freight. Wow. So it's out nice. there. And they're posting that rate. So so it's there. You might have to just be creative and look around you. You might have to be gone for two, three, four weeks at a time and be somewhere away from home where the rates are better. It's just, you know, how bad do you want to suck it up and get through it? Exactly. You've been hearing us talk about Trucker's Edge for a good four years now. They've been great friends of the show, and we are proud of our affiliation with Trucker's Edge. Again, Trucker's Edge powered by DAT, only the best load board in the industry. More loads, more brokers. You can get days to pay. You can get credit scores. You can get 15-day lane averages. You can even get tri-haul services. You can cancel it at any time. But here is the coolest part. Go to truckingafterhours.com slash edge, or just go to Trucking After Hours and look for the ad in the sidebar. You can sign up there for any one of their three plans absolutely free for 30 days. So run that out for uh, 28 days. See what you think. If you don't like it, cancel it. We think you'll like it. We think you'll stay. And again, truckingafterhours.com slash edge, or just go to the website and check it out, guys. We know you will be happy. I kind of found this by accident because I was looking at something on the um, Apollo mission, and I found this name. Werner von Braun. Oh, did you read his full name? Uh, no. Werner Maxis Maximilian Friar von Braun, oh. which Friar, I guess, is the same as a baron. Yes, he, he was a legit baron, whatever that is over there, or was. Barons don't exist anymore. <laughs> so this guy, born in what, 1912? Yes, March of 12. And a baron in Germany and ends up through, I mean, just the whole story of where he was and in his involvement in uh, World War, well, World War One. he was too young, but World War Two. Hitler's Germany. Yeah, so pre-World War II, you know, the the Nazi party was taking over, and it was, you're picking sides, and the side that you pick is going to dictate, basically, the rest of your life, what little life that might be. And this guy had a burning desire to learn, master, and be involved in spaceflight from a very young age. Yes. He did join the Nazi party as a, you know, political move just to, hey, if I don't do this, you know, I'm not going to be able to continue my studies, math and science. He was intrigued by it. He had this desire, like you said, and that was how he was going <laughs> to obtain it. Well, and at that point, I think it was in his mind, just the Socialist Party and, and the radical garbage of the Nazi Party wasn't very well known at the time. No, a lot of it was still not quiet, but you didn't talk about it. I get a kick out of his childhood. There's a story here about when he was 12 years old, hooking a bunch of fireworks to a wagon in the middle of a crowd on Main Street and setting him off and ending up yep. his dad had to come and get him 
from the police station to avoid arrest. Yes, he was. He had learned about uh, speed records, and hey, I want to go faster. <laughs> yeah, and, and they, it's funny to think in 1912 and in, in those day, or in 1924, in those days, my dad was born in 1924. In fact, we'd celebrate his birthday Monday, May fourth, for. 96 years if he was still here. But to think in 1924, they had basically rocket jet powered land speed racers. Yes. That's amazing. It was. But they didn't. You don't think of it as that old of a technology. And this guy kind of figured out at a young age um, the liquid fuel element of space travel. Yes. And, And that, I think, made him rare and made him marketable. But it sounds like through his growing in the uh, communist regime of Hitler's military, there was a loophole in the laws because they had to agree to a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I can't remember the name of the treaty, but coming out of World War One, they agreed on what they couldn't do weapons research wise and stuff. But nobody ever thought about rockets. No. Or missiles. No, in the the initial treaty, nothing about rockets or missiles was was written into there. Therefore, there was nothing wrong with Germany. Hey, we're looking into building rockets. You know, it was okay. You you can. Somebody in Washington was going, "I done messed up," but go ahead, <laughs> you can build them. <laughs> yeah, and Warner. Von Braun did help them develop the first vertically launched liquid fuel rocket propelled missile. Yes. He succeeded in that, except he wanted to keep going. He thought in his lifetime he'd see uh, the moon, he'd see Mars, and and, uh, he was planning on personally being involved in that space travel, which he never was. But all of this technology that he was involved in, and, and I never realized any of this, but you'd apparently read on some of this. He wasn't the only one. They brought over a huge group after the war of very talented scientists who, what, I think all of them, like uh, like this guy did, They as soon as they had the chance, they surrendered to the English. They surrendered to the Americans. Yes. Uh, hundreds, uh, hundreds of these German scientists uh, that, that were involved in the Germany had the the initial V1 rocket and then the the V2 rocket, which just devastated England. You know, there's no defense for something that's literally going that fast. You don't know it's there until it's there. So the the war ends, and we know Germany has all these just frankly brilliant scientists. We want them. You know, we're we're gonna give them basically immunity. Um, Werner von Braun actually worked in a concentration camp uh, for a short time. Not being involved with the concentration camp, he needed labor so to he, work on his projects. So he, so he had the labor, and his claims were he never realized what was going on there. Um, right. I was reading in an NPR report on that that towards the end of his life, Von Braun died of cancer at 65, but there might have been evidence that maybe he wasn't involved, but he might have been more aware than he let on. But his focus was on space travel. So he was focused on what he was doing and looking the other way. But it just amazes me the the talent that we were able to steal out of there 
who had a burning desire to keep doing what they were doing, but they wanted to do it for the right side. For the right reasons. And nobody involved in the rocket program in Germany wanted to be involved in rockets as a weapon. Rockets were, I mean, they were the future. You know, there is stuff that we don't know about that we want to go see. These things can take us places fast. Uh, and, and yeah, we, we took hundreds of them. Um, the Soviet Union took hundreds of them also. And that kind of became the start of the, the space race, even before, you know, space race was a term. Well, they had the first satellite at, you know, in outer space. They had, what, the Sputnik? Sputnik, they yeah. Had, yeah, they had the Sputnik, which I think encouraged was, us to work harder on getting a man on the moon. That was created by former uh, Nazi Party scientists. That it's it's just it is an odd link in a a, a smaller world than we think sometimes, mm-hmm. and of of all of the horror and tragedy that went on there, some of the most brilliant people really didn't want anything to do with it and wanted out the first chance they had to leave. They did, and it was you know, I, I'm not going to lie. If it was me, hey, I don't totally I don't agree with anything that you're doing or what your party stands for, but. I want to build rockets. And if I tell you no, I'm probably just going to get pulled out back and shot. Well, that was his fear. Yes, I will build rockets for you. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> his know? fear when he was I'm invited to join the SS. And build rockets. Yeah. yeah. You have an invitation to join the SS. You want to end your career. It's not an and, invitation. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and maybe disappear forever. Just, just say no. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it's an interesting... Uh, Interesting thing. Enough of that. Let's shoot on to uh, wait. Before we jump into that one, though, did you want to finish up with the uh, uh, the New York Post article? New York. Uh, the seven inventions from the space program. Oh my gosh! How did I forget that? Yeah, let's shoot into that, <laughs> and I will cut out all of that crap. Because I figured, I figured that's what led you into looking up the the information on Braun. Hey, I gotta say something here. Look at our Facebook page. We put this out every Sunday night on <laughs> Trucking After Hours, and Facebook is trying to force us into this new video system they have, and I backed out to the old system. It's putting it on my page. Yeah, it is. It's not nice. it, It's not putting us on Trucking After Hours. Really? Well, hey, you guys get to see what we do on Sunday night, so next week yeah. we'll be back at Trucking After I'm looking, thinking... We're like, always, yeah. yeah. These guys yeah. aren't always there other than Devontae. Yeah, that's just kind of cool. Devontae found us. So. Yeah, yeah. Devontae and I are friends <laughs> on Facebook. But yeah, that is a uh, a new interface Facebook has. We record the show live Sunday. I edit it. It'll come out about... Uh, Later. Oh, yeah. It'll come out <laughs> probably Wednesday this week. The podcast will come out and it will uh, be about 20 minutes shorter because I edit it and we, we pay for some licensed music and things and we'll have some fun with it. But uh, yeah, this is what we do on Sunday night. So, Hey, everybody who's not used to seeing us and we're not used to seeing them <laughs> kind of fun. And, and there's a few hundred truckers wondering where the hell are Buck and Don. <laughs> Damn it. The COVID got them. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Let's shoot through some of those things. Cause that was kind of a fun link. That was, and you know, some of them are okay. Yeah. That's, that's pretty obvious. Uh, the, the first one, Okay, I gotta stop. Stop for a minute here. I was I was born in 1960. The two amazing things that came out of the space program, in my mind, out of Apollo, Tang, and (laughs) yes, and space food sticks, freeze dried ice cream. Oh, there we go. That was a good. Oh my god, that stuff is addicted. (laughs) (laughs) Not filling at all, but (laughs) no. 
and, and horribly overpriced. And six bucks <laughs> in a foil pouch for one freeze dried ice cream sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's shoot on through these. I I didn't know some of these. Yeah, like I said, the the first one threw me for a loop. Uh, the Dustbuster, and it, it wasn't the Dustbuster itself. It was uh, Black and Decker working with NASA to create a lightweight and power efficient tool for the lunar surface drill and use the same motor inside uh, Dustbusters. A little a little handheld vacuum. Little teeny tiny electric motor. I wonder if theirs was wet dry also. Probably not. What? I think that was still in the water and electricity wouldn't mix. Yeah. Whatever happened to Dustbusters? Those were the big thing and you don't see them anymore. No, I don't I, I know. Mean, they were certainly handy, pain in the ass to clean, but they were handy. Oh yeah, I I still have one. Bought it at a garage sale. You, I mean, you, I don't think you can go get one in a store because now they have you know one vacuum that breaks down into three different vacuums. Oh yeah, exactly. What else is on this list? I see. Now we didn't have go gear cameras back then. I know that. Oh, thermal no. blankets. Thermal blankets, thermal blankets that's was the next one. Those that are called emergency blankets, the little foil things. Uh, the camera was, they actually came up with smaller cameras. Small, good quality. Because uh, you, you think back to, you know, how big was a, a news reporter camera? You know, you were carrying that probably 20-pound thing around on your shoulder. Oh, Space yeah. was all about lightweight, so they needed small cameras but would record a, a good image and the same technology is now in every phone in the world oh yeah what do some of the new phones have like five cameras in them or something the new iphone yeah, it's just ridiculous that's just crazy and you look at them now i mean you watch any any tv i motor trend on demand guys a buck a month during the pandemic give it a shot i love that app um yeah every car you know there's 16 go gear cameras on there oh yeah <laughs> It's it's hilarious. It's just absolutely <laughs> hilarious. So cameras, shock absorbers for bridges. How the heck did that? That is an interesting. See, and thing. I'm, I'm thinking the the technology for the shock absorber was just grown to be sized for a bridge because it was originally for the uh, um, the launch pad, the Oakland Bay Bridge. Well, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, and and they use them now. Um, as seismic shock absorbers. Well, that would explain why it's in California. They have seismic activity. <laughs> <laughs> Not just when Nancy Pelosi's jet lands. Yes. Fireproof firefighter uniforms. That was a good thing to develop. That was. Um, definitely still in use today. And uh, honestly, I'm kind of surprised it hadn't been invented sooner. And you look at all the other places those are in, in, in uh, motorsports everywhere. Oh, yeah. Vacuum sealed food, which is almost everything you buy at the store nowadays. Pretty much. That was that Makes was it a... last forever. Oh, I like this sixth one. Shock absorbing sneaker soles. <laughs> Shiny object. Tell me yes or oh. no whether you would do this. Trying to put shock absorber in your work boots. There's a YouTube channel called um, Welded Up, something like that. Okay. One of the guys at work is a, a junkie of it, watches everything on there. And he's taking, this guy's taking his work boots and using like a three-eighths-inch drill bit and yeah. drilling holes through the heels 
not not vertically but horizontally to create cushion within the heels of his work boots. Huh. And I don't know, something about blowing a hundred bucks on a pair of caterpillar boots and then uh to drill some damn holes yeah, in them. And then power drilling the hill. Because you know cat's not gonna warranty that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well I was drilling holes and a couple of and drill got away from me. <laughs> I understand the concept, but I don't think I'm going to go drilling on my uh, work boots anytime soon. No, and I, I, the concept is there. I think the design is a little flawed. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I go out and blow 12 bucks on a pair of Dr. Scholl's uh, work boot insoles and uh, make exactly. night and day in those things. But as as an avid runner, I do appreciate the invention of the shoes. What's Was that it or is there more on this list? Uh, nope, that was it. We wiped that one out. Yeah, just some some cool stuff that you might take for granted, but uh, without without space, we wouldn't have it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny to think. I I mean, that was such a big part of my childhood. Is you know, I can remember my cousins and I, and and, and usually at their house, and they're, they had a big basement, and uh, you know, we'd we'd lay their big old recliner on its back and find another chair and put them on their backs and build our rockets, and that was our uh, you know. Kids going to the moon when they were, you know, eight years old. Cool thing to do. Nice. So it, it was fun. It was a great time to be a kid. Suzuki Samurais. Okay, here's what started this. And I put a picture of this up on uh, Trucking After Hours on the Facebook page. I'm coming home from work the other day, and I spot this blue, really nicely done, <laughs> as nicely done as you can do a Suzuki Samurai. Obviously, it is no longer four-wheel drive. It is low. It is hubbed in the rear so the tires aren't sticking out but they're sure going in a ways the front tires are skinny and down and i don't know what he had for a front suspension under that thing uh, after doing a little bit of research i'm guessing mazda but it sounded like a damn chainsaw <laughs> and, and when it launched it it did not it launched it launched it i was rather impressed and I, what the heck? And I took a couple of pictures of it and I got, uh, oh shoot, I should pull it up. I got a couple of uh, messages back with, uh, with one of you guys who was rather familiar with these and said, no, rotary engines are pretty popular samurai swap. And sure enough, um, I did a little Googling on that. And yeah, it's, it's an easy swap. You can drop the, there was the single rotor engine and the dual rotor engine. There's plenty of room in those to drop a dual rotor. Well, you go on roadkill and you can find where they dropped a 440 motorhome engine in one. <laughs> so there's plenty of room in that little engine. Bit. There is room in there, yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm guessing from the sound, that's what it was. But that got me just going back and thinking, you know, classic iron is getting expensive. It, and it it's getting too expensive. And if you want something that you actually want to have a shot at having a nice looking car, maybe you need to think outside the box and maybe you need to do a little creativity. And in digging, I found a couple other cool options. Um, and I don't know which one cooler is cooler than a Suzuki Samurai. <laughs> cooler. Oh, okay. Now those gotta, things are awesome. I got to admit, Suzuki Samurai with a rotary engine and those, a rotary engine does not produce a whole lot of torque but that car weighs what 1600 pounds yeah it's but, it, that. <laughs> but it'll produce serious horsepower and it'll wind up forever you can get 18 19,000 rpms out of those things yeah uh don't do it in california because you can't smog them but i'm digging around and i find okay there's still plenty of pontiac fieros around <laughs> laugh as you may 
The GT was not. This a, one is is sweet. I will say that. This one, the, the GTs are nice looking. The GT was a fastback, um, a little more of a import sports car look to it, but it was still mid-engine, rear-wheel drive. Yep. I believe the biggest engine you could get, I know for a fact, the biggest engine you could get from the factory was a 2.8 V6, which wasn't good for a whole lot of power. But that mid-engine had a pretty good-sized engine bay, and you could do... Uh, you no, had room. You had room for an LS4 in there. Mm-hmm. They were made for the guy who had the hoop spot to drop a 350 in there. Well, now we're beyond the 350 into the LS4. That's got to be a little screamer with an LS4. You know, it it really does. And you you think of... You, you hear LS4 swap all the time. I mean that's that's the go-to motor for every everybody that's you know turning wrenches in their garage, but they're putting them in these little front-wheel drive cars. No, well, no, you've got to put horsepower in rear-wheel drive, lightweight, just like this thing. Well, and now <laughs> you have the LS transverse behind the seat, rear-wheel drive, serious weight distribution, so it's not only quicker than hell, it corners. Yeah, if you can control it. <laughs> so my question is, which is cooler? And I really don't know, because one of the cars I looked at years ago when you were little, and I decided I really wanted an MGB convertible, um, but I didn't want to die, and I knew I drank way too much to be playing around <laughs> in a convertible. Um, yeah. So, okay, the MGB convertible was off the list, but an MGB GT was on the list, as was a Fiat X19, as was a Triumph TR6. And the problem with the X19 is it seats two people, end of story. Yeah. And at least I could, you know, jerry-rig a car seat in the back of that uh, gt6 triumph now all three of those cars are hard top um sports cars yep the mgb gt is a fastback version of a mgb convertible mm-hmm. the the gt6 is an oddball because it is a triumph spitfire hard top fastback with a six-cylinder engine instead of the four-cylinder so a little more punch to it. It was a British car. It's not a ton of power, but it was a hell of a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. It would be. The X19 Fiat had the advantage of a target top. So it had the removable top, a little more luggage room because it had, you know, trunk in the front, trunk in the back, mid-engine. But it had it again, a, Tony. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it had a whippy little um, 85 horsepower engine. It's a screamer. However, there are, a, I guess this thing is catching on. We've talked before about um, Spec Miata. That's a that's a racing class now. Yeah. Here are the maximum specs, and you can get into Spec Miata racing for under ten grand. You can buy and build a car that will pass tech inspection well under ten grand. So this is similar to that. Where is the Fiero or the the X19? Mm-hmm. Where did I put that link? I put it way up here, didn't I? I got to find my link. See, this is why I edit the show. <laughs> you know what? I did not do the Fiero I don't. Link I was going to say, I don't have a link to the X19. I just have two links for that kick-ass Fiero. Oh, yeah. I put the same link in twice. Well, let me get you the link. 
The X19 is still sticking with a four cylinder, but you can get about 225 horse in that thing by putting a Honda engine in it. Really? And there are companies that are doing that. You bring them your, your X19 and you're going to leave there with a 220 horsepower and it's under the cubic centimeter displacement and specs to rally race it. And it's a perfect weight distribution. The difference is there. You're going to have to pay somebody to do a lot of it. And their turnkey out the door is about 35 grand. And you're providing them with the X19. Right. But it's a damn cool car. <laughs> and both of those are just crazy sleepers. But that four banger is not going to stir the uh, imagination of the car next to you when it hits the gas. No, not at all. And what were we watching? We've watched a couple of things. I think there was something on Jay Leno's garage and a couple other things we watched where they had V8 applications with very short exhaust. Oh, really? And very short exhaust just puts out a Volkswagen. That's why it has that unique sound. Yeah. You know, this muffler, you know, a good header system might have 18 inches of pipe. Right. So there's just nothing there. You get more noise. I'm trying to think of what car we were. I don't, we've seen so many oh of them. Gosh, I don't yeah. remember. So that Fiero is going to pet out it. I'd have a hard time. I, the next one nine is cool, but I'd have a tar, hard time not saying the LS is cooler. Yeah. Well, and what did in that uh, Fiero you sent me the link to? He was claiming 303 horse and like 325 torque. Out of a car that weighs what? Probably 2,200 pounds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just there's there's nothing there. I, I I'm sure you had he had to do a lot more modifications just to handle that. You know, you've got to update a lot of things in there, but you look at where you can get your components from because you now have a V8 front wheel drive Impala. Yeah. So so there's part of your platform situation. Uh, you've got a lot of things you can do with that. Oh yeah. You want to see the most ridiculous version of that Impala, and that is on. Uh, um, hot rod garage, of course, on Motor Trend on Demand. It'll show up on YouTube here eventually. But it is a late model Chevy Impala, 500 horsepower V8 front wheel drive, and then clone that same, and that's with the turbocharger, and then clone that same 500 horsepower engine in the front and put it in the back. Two engines. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be cool. Two engines, two turbos, a thousand horsepower at four wheels. Hmm. <laughs> Well, why not just put an engine in each wheel? Hey, what's Devante got to say tonight? I say, and howdy, guys. Hope all's been well. Just a quick update with me. Left hauling milk and reefer trailers and decided to give fuel hauling a try. It's pretty Ooh. cool so far. Anyway, just want to say hi. Keep up the good work. God bless and stay safe. And I'm so glad he found us. Oh, Devante, <laughs> I am glad you found us. Yes. And uh, yeah, I'll do a video you on the trucking safe, page hauling tomorrow. fuel. Holy man. You know, that might have been a good move the way things have gone. Because, I mean, so many of the guys that, you know, there's a few of the guys I talk to regularly. Todd over at Trucker Dump and, and uh, Harold over at uh, HaroldThornborough.com, formerly uh, Small Town Homestead. And, uh, you know, they're both laid off right now. Right. Um Hopefully both are taking advantage of the opportunities and enjoying it. I know Todd was on the road for a lot of years, so hopefully he's enjoying being home. Yeah, it's really um, nice to have some home time. And you know there's a job waiting for you when you're ready. It, it is oh, trucking, yeah. even in this economy. There's, there's stuff out there. 
it, it might not be what you want, but there's stuff out there. It's a job. This, yeah, that, that fuel. I've talked to a couple of fuel guys and great gig. You know the that, money yeah. Is, the money is good. The, the worst complaint I think I have heard is uh, from uh, the, the quick trip fuel trucks. We don't want you here during the day, so you're you're fueling at night. Yeah, you know, and and he said, you know, that night driving empty in the winter time sucks. <laughs> driving a tanker in the winter in the wind, the air blows under that trailer and actually tries to give you some lift. So yeah, it's a little yeah. scary in the winter. And I've never driven a tanker. I'm just saying that from talking to the guys. Um, right. This week in beer. <laughs> you know, this is kind of, we don't get to do this very often with, well, okay, we've never done this with This Week in Beer. Uh, we are going to continue a story from a week or two ago, uh, going back to Philadelphia to the sweet old, uh, what was she, 92 or 93-year-old lady? She was in her 90s, yeah, trapped in her home with a problem. Uh, she was out of beer. And uh, had a, a viral picture of her holding up a sign that says, need more beer in an empty can of Coors Rocky Light. Mountain Coors Light. Yeah, she specified uh, what kind of beer she needed. <laughs> yes, yes. She is, she is a, a Coors girl. And obviously, you know, Coors Molson responded and shipped her off uh, a few free cases of beer, as well as I, I think she was receiving beer from all over the country. I'm sure she's yep. well supplied for Coors the rest of her life. kind of took this story and said, hey, you know what? There's uh, the, the beer industry is is hurting right now, as, as well as a lot of industries. Um, you, you have bars out of, you know, shut down. You have, you have bartenders that are out of work. Uh, Miller has established a, a substantial fund for out-of-work bartenders. Um, Coors has matched some of that money. They've done a few other programs, but they just started up a new one now of, you know, everybody's kind of going the, the heartstring angle. We want to bring a, a little joy to this. <laughs> you know, what, what, what joy you can uh, so they are running a, a campaign now. You go on, I, I don't remember if it was Twitter or Instagram or whatever, uh, something I don't have. Do a little video about why you deserve a beer for whatever reason. It could be I'm out of work. I got four kids that I suddenly have to homeschool. They have changed math since I went to school, so I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm <laughs> I I am ruining my kids for the rest of their life. What whatever the reason is, Coors is going to send you a beer. I think that's cool. I I think that is great. I think that's cool. Uh, uh, yeah, and a, a free six pack. You can nominate somebody else. You can nominate yourself. Uh, I I think they have uh, the greatest quote and sums up this whole pandemic the best. Uh, the goal of the commercial is to counteract the pain of the coronavirus pandemic, which the ad admits is a, quote, sucky, suck, suck, suckiness <laughs> of historical proportions. <laughs> that is a great way to describe it. And I like that. I really do. I did like your comment about math, though. Were we talking from personal experience there? 
they've changed math. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm I'm sorry. How do you change math? Two plus two is still two. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. Two plus two is still two. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Hey, speaking of school, I want to end this on just a sweet story. Um, of, of, you know, we, we have eight grandkids and, and of course, none of them are going to school right now because of the pandemic. Um, mm. Skylar, oh, they're all being homeschooled by day drinkers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so Skylar, our oldest granddaughter, has had what on Fridays or Thursdays, somewhere in there, she's had a, a Google, what do they call it? A they, Google, a, a Google, they have a like Google Hangouts, but it's a classroom setting. Google that, that, classroom. Yeah, yeah, Google Classroom. So she had a Google Classroom scheduled, and it happened to be when they were going to be over here at Grandma and Grandpa's. I was at work, so I've missed this both times. But the easiest place for her to go was to come down and put her computer right over here where the castle curator sits and uh, do her Google Classroom <laughs> yeah. in in Grandpa's studio in the basement. So Nice. So, so the teacher thinks <laughs> that <laughs> we have a cowboy podcast apparently oh no um what she asked because yeah uh, skylar said she had the coolest backdrop in, of all of the students in her um, her her teacher asked well where are you doing that oh it's it's my grandpa's studio in his basement he's oh what's he got like a cowboy youtube channel <laughs> <laughs> i do have to admit i mean you know the hat is from pocatello idaho authentic bought it ourselves can't remember the name of the store Lee's. Is it a Stetson? No. No. Um, I don't Lee's, have a Stetson. Wasn't yet. it Lee's Western Wear? Is it Lee's or Roy's? Roy's. Roy's, Roy's Western Roy's Wear. Western. Yep. Um, some cool things people have sent over the years. I'll show this for the benefit of the people who, uh, or over the months, actually. Uh, my Auto Body Express coffee cup uh, sent by, uh, didn't Andrew send that? It, yeah, Auto Andrew said Express. that. Um Auto Body Express was the mail order store for uh, Don Imus for his Imus in the Morning program. Not too many people have this, and this is from uh, <laughs> Ross, uh, actually a co-worker and a listener to the show. Uh, Bob Ross, positive energy drink. Uh, I'm kind of proud of this stuff. A.K.A. liquid weed. Liquid weed. Uh, <laughs> Now, I was a little warm, so I don't have my hoodie on, but you've got the Castle Curator hoodie, and I've I got do. uh, Don and I both have a, a podcast hoodie, and those were from uh, Jeremy sent those, had those made and sent yep. them, and we're working on some other fun stuff. I got to get a hold of them this week and uh, putting together some logo stuff. That'll be fun. But uh, yeah, anybody wants to find us, uh, actually, the Facebook page is uh, facebook.com slash trucking podcast. Don, one quick question. We had a feedback, and I forgot to throw this in earlier. Let's do this no. and poke a fork in this thing. Gonna get me on the fly um, here. And he actually sent it to the new email address, which is uh, truckingafterhours at gmail.com, because I'm too lazy to set one up that. Uh, <laughs> it at, doesn't at matter. <laughs> Cut, yeah. We keep coming back to everything um, old. Dave, there it is. This, I love hearing from people we don't hear from that often. Yeah. Hi, Buck and Don. My name is Dave, and I've been listening since episode 100. This We have wow. done, oh gosh, probably close to 400 episodes of the Trucking Podcast and then the rebrand because it was time to just do something different, and here we are. Uh, my name is Dave, listening since 100. I was in a situation at a truck stop in Baton Rouge where the driver parked next to me had a serious coolant leak. 
A long time ago, Don referenced a coolant hose repair tape on the show. It would have been handy to have. I suffer from CRS. Obvious of what that is. Um, Don, oh, oh, you're back. Don lost his audio. You know what, Don? We are going to. He doesn't know what. You can't hear us. We can't hear you. (laughs) Wondering it, Ingy. See how long five percent lasts. <laughs> anyway, do you remember the name of that radiator hose tape? Oh yes, um, rescue tape. Rescue tape. There we go, Dave. Rescue tape. Rescue I tape. I will. Uh, I will take a picture of the package of it tomorrow and post it to uh, the Trucking Podcast Facebook page. Awesome. Yeah, there we go. We'll have it. That'll be on the page. And, uh, um, if it works phenomenal, I could personally vouch for, uh, 75,000 miles on the radiator. <laughs> <laughs> better, better than duct tape and bailing wire. Exactly. <laughs> I like it. In the long run, it was probably more expensive than just going and buying the damn radiator hose, but <laughs> <laughs> it worked. It got the job done. That's what counts. Yes. We will uh, talk to you all next week. And uh, you know what? The easiest way to get a hold of us, feedback at Trucking Podcast. Truckingpodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. So, uh, hey. Absolutely. We, we love hearing from you guys. Just hang in there and stay frosty, guys. Wash your hands. Stay safe out there. God bless. <laughs>